Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Seba, Stout, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quanshi, Shinnok, Sabrina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Go, Drumming, Foster's now Tan, Kenshi, Lee, Mave, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shujinko, Gigante, Mandalora, Cassie, Cage, Eren, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Fungin, Takeda, Tri, Procetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore uh, from the perspective of a single character. Today, very special guest, uh, screenwriter from Black Christmas, April Wolf. Hi. Hi, April. How are you? I'm pretty good. Very hot. Yeah, it's hot out today, which is, uh, you know, weird considering it was cold like three days ago and will be cold like three days from now. Yeah, I love it. I feel like I just have the flu, you know? (laughs) It does feel, it feels feverish outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, April, it's really fun to meet you uh, through the context of you coming on to this podcast. <laughs> I know. We've been Twitter friends for a long time. It's fun to meet people where I am forcing them to listen to me talk for like an hour. This is the best way to meet someone is be like, tell me everything about this one very particular thing that you're interested in. Yeah. I do. F- it's like you're going to get a glimpse into my mind that is far more personal than if we had just like gone for coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. I think that's a good, good foundation so for ready. a friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so April, I was talking to you a little bit before we started recording about how much you knew about the podcast and you said you knew that I know a lot about Mortal Kombat and I'm going to talk to you about that for a while. Yes. <laughs> How much do you know about Mortal Kombat? Very little. Great. So outside of the first iteration of it that I played a lot. The which was which get did you play the like first couple of games a lot or Yeah, the first the very first one. Oh wow. Like, that was it. Numero uno. Okay. Yeah. That's that was it. Tight. <laughs> so so wow. I mean I guess, so what are your memories of playing the game? Like, to, what is Mortal Kombat to you? Is it like a uh, a, a grotesque Grand Guignol uh, violence fest? Uh, did, you, did you get any kind of a read on the story or the narrative at all when you played that first game? I didn't get so much of a read on the story or narrative. I think at that time I was kind of comparing it to Street Fighter 2 in my head, where I was just like, right. oh, cool, adult Street Fighter 2. Yeah, yeah, it was Street Fighter for grown-ups. I think yeah. is how a lot of people know Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and yeah. so I ended up really liking that as like my graduated level of punching and kicking. Right. And uh, I, I'm not, I wasn't very good at it anyway, so I just smashed all the buttons and ended up actually being decent i did all right just smashing you know, everything it works so. more often than you think yeah <laughs> just button mash <laughs> especially in fighting games especially in mortal kombat uh well that's cool and then you kind of didn't really keep up with it from that point did you see the movie i saw the movie the motion a picture very long time ago mm-hmm. um probably close to when it first came out right 95 yeah yeah um mm-hmm. 
because uh, that's Christoph Lambert, isn't it? Yes. I was a big Christoph Lambert fan. Yeah. I was really into the Highlander. So. Well, you know, he's got, uh, I wouldn't say Highlander vibes in that movie. No. I don't know what he's doing as Raiden in, in the Mortal Kombat movie, but it, it's pretty great. Yeah. I'm I'm all for whatever they were thinking. I don't remember liking it like when I watched it, but then when I went thought back on it, I was like, oh no, I think this would be a really good movie for me now. It is it is a pretty great like pseudo remake of Enter the Dragon. It's like if you took Enter the Dragon and just welded on some light, like trashy uh, fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Which sounds great and is great. And yeah. I still think it's the best video game movie we've ever gotten. I don't really think there's anything quite as uh, good that captures the spirit as well as that movie did. I'm thinking, and I'm not particularly sure that there is. I mean, it's anything. not exactly an embarrassment of riches, anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm like a Super Mario Brothers apologist. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> that movie is so good. Yeah, I don't know if it works the way that it was intended to work, no. but it works on a level that makes it extremely watchable. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know if I would call it a successful adaptation. I think it would be fair to never call it that. Probably. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, great. Then you have enough knowledge to truly have your mind blown uh, by what you're about to hear. I, I'm all ready for storytelling. Great. Uh, well, before we do dive in, though, uh, there's a prompt that, that kind of kicks off the episode. Every season uh, of Mortal Podcast, two seasons in a row so far, there's been a theme, <laughs> a theme that binds uh, the characters that we cover together. Uh, something something that's kind of true for all of the characters and can be applied to our guests. And so looking at the characters introduced in Mortal Kombat 3, uh, I, I realized that there was an ongoing theme of, of reinvention. Mm-hmm. Every character introduced in Mortal Kombat 3 in some way reinvents themselves in their story. Uh, is there a time in your life that you have reinvented yourself, April? Yes, pretty much Throughout my life, yes. <laughs> How frequently? <laughs> I think uh, every three years, I get a little bit like itchy and I have to do a complete reinvention. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's why I used to just have basically a Honda Civic with like a hatch, you know, mm-hmm. and I would just decide to move someplace, and then I would completely start fresh. Wow. And have a different nickname and have a different like idea of what people would think of me and That's tight. Yeah, so that's my entire life. <laughs> what are what are your like top 3 Aprils throughout history? Ooh, I think a good one was when I went by like A Wolf when I lived in Oakland. Oh, okay. Um, and that was a fun time because that April just loved going out and dancing and drinking whiskey and getting up in the morning to work farmer's markets. I was very into produce and farms. Sounds fun. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Sounds free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, um, not necessarily uh, bound by a, a corporate hierarchy. Yeah, exactly. Like you are now. Yeah. I'm, here, here in the City of Angels. <laughs> essentially, I guess I am. <laughs> This is like, this April right now is sellout April. Sure. (laughs) Well, eventually there needs to be a sellout April somewhere in there to sustain the other Aprils. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, that's, that's one. Oh shit. Okay. We need two two more. (laughs) Okay. Oh, um, I, when I was in college, I became a, um, uh, semi-pro wrestler all of a sudden. Whoa. And, uh, my name was One-Eyed Wanda and I wrestled with a patch on my eye and I was a pirate character. Um, so that, that was a big reinvention for me. Yeah. Um, That's huge. Now, when you say your name was One-Eyed Wanda, do you mean 
uh, while wrestling or kind of just 24-7? While wrestling. Okay. Yeah, but that was something that, like, if I was walking down the street, people would know me by my character name because that's kind of how I would be out in public if I were performing. Yeah. Wow. How did Wanda lose her eye? Um, it was a really, really tragic plank accident. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like she was planking or like a plank was the... A plank hit her <laughs> while she was planking. <laughs> oh, wow. It was a plank accident. Yes, yeah, very understand. tragic. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Yeah. That That's rough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what was the... Was she a heel or a face? A heel only, yeah. Oh, cool. I know I couldn't do a face. There's no way. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, what's our number three, April? Um, when I moved to Boise and started an uh, uh, electropop girl group called Just Desperation and um, became this kind of um, weepy, like psychopathic character. And then so I had this uh, whole other persona that I created when I did that <laughs> i feel like we're getting like a bunch of bonus aprils in the list because now we're getting into divergent aprils yeah. daytime april nighttime April. yeah there's just different sure. kinds yeah wow yeah. you've lived a lot of lives yes that's pretty cool yeah which is why i just love hanging out at home with my cats right now it is sure. absolutely the april i need to be right now <laughs> right okay cool well that was a really exciting answer okay. <laughs> yeah shit Okay, so many reinventions. Yeah. Well, the character we're talking today probably didn't go through quite as many. Uh, she's led a pretty simple life. Uh, it's a lady. It is a lady. Uh, not a human lady. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, in part a human lady. Oh. Uh, her name is Shiva. Mm. Uh, Shiva is a is a shokan. That means she's she's half dragon, half presumably human. She's got four arms. Each one of those arms ends in uh, three beefy fingers. Um, well, really more like two beefy fingers and one beefy thumb. Oh, okay. I guess it really depends on if you're one of those people that's like uh, humans of eight fingers or humans of ten, depending, you know, oh, yeah. if you're counting the thumbs. Yeah, I was just worried that she wouldn't be able to pick things up. Oh, she totally can. Okay. Yeah, especially like her victims. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, before we dive into Shiva's life story, I feel like there's a base of knowledge that will help you understand the story that's about to unfurl. Mm -hmm. So just quickly, uh, let's jump back to the dawn of time. Um, uh, so at the beginning of time in the world of Mortal Kombat, uh, this is sort of the baseline mythology of the series. Mm -hmm. The beginning of time, there was the one being. Uh, basically god but also like the whole universe it was just one being and an endless nothing okay the one being created uh the elder gods which were tasked with um there was sort of this pantheon that were just tasked with creating space creating time creating the universe mm -hmm. uh but the elder gods grew sick of the one being uh having control over them mm -hmm. so they made these special weapons and they hacked the one being into like a billion pieces mm -hmm. and those pieces became the realms uh which we would perceive as the different dimensions okay can i ask a question yeah of course so the elder gods were they ever like young gods or were they always just like, were they born old? I believe they were probably just born old. Okay. I think that it was just like a blink. All of a sudden the elder gods are here and they're just like adults and they're doing their thing. Okay. All right. That would be my guess. That'd be the most efficient way for an omnipotent God being to, Instead to of like do it. Instead of raising these babies. Yeah. <laughs> elder God babies. Yeah. Um, 
But, uh, yes, the Elder Gods, you know, classic god fashion. We're like, no bosses for us. We want to be bosses. They hack the one being up. They make all these different realms. Mm -hmm. And they say, great, now we have something to hold dominion over. Mm -hmm. All these different realms. So, you know, you had Earth Realm, which is the universe as we perceive it. But then there were realms of, like, dinosaur people and realms of, like, vampires and realms for all sorts of creatures, including the Shokan, which Shiva's a part of. Okay. So there are all these different realms, right? And each realm gets a god assigned to it. Not an elder god, but like a sub-god. This is like middle management gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay. So they make these middle management gods and kind of just assign one, uh, or maybe two, but mostly just one to each of these realms to kind of like be there in the field like protector. Like they need two, but budgets are a little bit tight. So like they can settle with one Earth, Earth can have a Raiden. Earth can have a god of thunder. Uh, Or a tree. Yeah, there's this other realm called Outworld gets this guy named Shao Kahn. Um, Shao Kahn, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that name's going to come up a lot today. Okay. Uh, Edenia is this beautiful realm. It gets this guy named, I think, Argus was the god. Anyway, everyone gets a god. And uh, part of the purpose of these gods is that shortly after life started developing mm-hmm. in all of these realms, the realms would eventually become cognizant that there were multiple realms and try to conquer each other. Yeah. So like, you know, Earth would find out like, oh, there's another dimension. We're going to go whoop its ass mm-hmm. and take it over and merge it with our realm. Yeah. Now, boots on the ground understanding would be, oh, of course, like that's what people do. They try to conquer. They try to take over. Crazy like galaxy brain thinking is the one being was trying to reassemble itself by having the realms merge once again. And we are all being influenced by the, the godlike being that we are just existing as a part mm. of. Because we're just on the gods like pinky toe. Yeah, okay. Um, so the elder gods, in their vision, said, we can't let this happen. We can't make it too easy for these realms to merge. The elder god, or the, the one being will reassemble and get super pissed at us. Yeah. We have to find a way to stop it from happening. So they came up with a, a simple solution to stop the realms from merging, and that was to create the Mortal Kombat fighting tournament. <laughs> that is so simple. It's, it's just like that, like they're just sitting around in an office and they're like, how do we do this? Yeah. Kitchen, someone puts up a PowerPoint yeah. and they're like, what about? <laughs> how about if a realm wants to merge with another realm, they have to beat it in 10 Mortal Kombat fighting tournaments in a row. <laughs> simple. It's so <laughs> simple. Yeah. So that's like the baseline of what you have to understand to understand... Mortal Kombat and understand Shiva's story. My favorite thing is that like humans are so accustomed to bureaucracy that they're like, yeah, we'll put that into our fantasies as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we'll make a governing system as well as a sub-government that then yeah. governs the people who, of course, have their own governments. They right. have to file the paperwork to do the fight. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot. Yeah. This is uh, this is the world of Mortal Kombat. You got your sci-fi, you got your fantasy, you got your martial arts, and you've got bureaucracy. <laughs> complex hybrid religion uh and mythology yeah and bureaucracy yeah, yeah. i love it yeah it's it's tight uh so because this happened this is, this is how shiva kind of gets brought into the story so shao khan had mentioned him earlier he was the god assigned to take care of outworld he says on second thought fuck that i would rather rule outworld with an iron fist and try to conquer all the other realms and then rule everything by myself. Fuck the Elder Gods. Mm-hmm. It's a cyclical way of thinking. Elder yeah. Gods are the same thing to one being. So he starts, uh, he kills the king of Outworld. He takes over the realm of Outworld. And he says, let's conquer all these other realms with Mortal Kombat tournaments. So he does that a bunch. 
he conquers a realm of these mutants called Tarkatans that have like spear arms and are super vicious to make himself have an army. He conquers a, a realm of centaurs. He conquers a realm of vampires. Um, one, oh, pretty that's tight. like a lot. Yeah, he really like goes for it. And he's doing great. He's crushing it. And all the while, Outworld is becoming a bigger and bigger realm that's becoming a melting pot of all these different kinds of creatures, uh, dinosaur people. One really notable one that will come up a lot during Shiva's story is that he conquers Edenia, which was like an idyllic realm of beautiful people that live forever and could do magic. He destroys it. He raises it. And uh, he kills the king there, this guy Jared. He forces Jared's wife, Sindel, to marry him. He kidnaps her daughter, Katana, to raise as his own. And Sindel uh, kills herself. So he, uh, the queen, is like, I'm not going to be married to you. She kills herself. So he raises her daughter, Katana, as his own daughter. That's all stuff that will come up later. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to worry about it too much right now, okay. but it will be important later. Okay, okay. So um, ultimately, he also conquers uh, the Shokan, who are this noble warrior race of half-dragon, half-human people. They're kind of like a little Conan the Barbarian. You know, they they wear loincloths. They, uh, their entire monarchy is kind of based on like who's the strongest and the toughest. Um, they they live in the subterranean kingdom of Quatan, which is like underground and outworld. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have their own like independent kingdom down there, but they are still subservient to Shao Kahn. Um, and then in the underground kingdom, they have like a class system. Of course. Because there's two different kinds. You can. It's basically a race-based class system. It's okay. pretty fucked. Yeah. yeah. So there's like Shokan that have sort of thick, like shiny, smooth skin uh, called the Draco because it looks kind of like dragon skin. Yeah. Um, so Goro, who you might be familiar with, he's the boss in the first Mortal Kombat game, the big forearm dude. Yeah. Uh, he's Draco. So he's like the prince of the Shokan. His okay. dad, Gorbak, is the king. And Shiva is also Draco. So she's pretty well positioned in the world of uh, the Shokan. Mm-hmm. But there's also the Tigrar, which are uh, four-armed big dudes that have tiger fur. What? But they're and also dragons? They or... are half dragon. They just happen to have tiger fur. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is a... You know, because you know somewhere along the line, <laughs> someone fucked a, a tiger. A tiger. Yeah, yeah. straight up. <laughs> and they, you kind of see some of the tigers in the world of Mortal Kombat. They're big. They're very large. So, like, someone fully mounted and just climbed on up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A dragon and a tiger. Yeah. There's yeah. A, yeah. A dragon person and a tiger. Did oh, wow. Okay. And they made the Tigrar, who are uh, considered lower class uh, because they got tiger fur. And so, uh, Kintaro is probably the most notable of the Tigrar uh, Shokan. He'll come up later as well. Okay. So, uh, a bunch of Shokan characters in the world of Mortal Kombat. And they all kind of fit in different places in this class system, but they all work below Shao Kahn. They pretty much all have to do whatever Shao Kahn says because yeah. he's like the dictator. He's like a god emperor that controls everyone in Outworld. But so do all of these, like, um, all these people have, uh, like, they've got two legs? Two legs, four arms, can't lose, yeah. And, and <laughs> like, a, a regular head or, like, a... Yeah, they kind of, like... Their heads don't look entirely human. Like Shiva kind of has these little tiny horns in like a little crown around oh, her head. Okay. And uh, Goro, his head's just really big. They've got fangs, not like regular teeth. They're more cat-like if you're Tigrar. Oh, uh, okay. Um, like all fangs, like no incisors kind of thing? 
Uh, for the Tigrar, for the Draco, it looks kind of like just a couple. Just your incisors are particularly big and sharp. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Certainly, like visibly humanoid, but like nine feet tall. You know, five hundred, six hundred pounds, all muscle. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's exactly how I envisioned it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a long brown Shrek with four arms, uh, <laughs> but like built. Yeah. Cool. Very yeah. sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like more yellowy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, that's kind of where things are at when the first Mortal Kombat game kicks off. Okay. And the first Mortal Kombat game was about the tenth tournament uh, that Earth was playing against Outworld. So, basically, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, know. you know, very few people do. Uh, <laughs> So it was, it was high stakes. It was like, we, we, win or we win and we stave off invasion or we lose and the entire dimension is immediately uh, merged with Outworld, becomes a desolate wasteland, and we mm-hmm. become subservient to Shokan. Okay. So what had happened to get there is that uh, Goro, the prince of the Shokan, had won. He was the champion for Shokan. He single-handedly won nine tournaments in a row over 500 years. Shokan lived for a really long time, like a few thousand years. Um He'd single-handedly won nine tournaments in a row, so the Shokan were very much favored mm-hmm. in the world of uh, Outworld, um, which was nice because they had like a long-standing blood rivalry with the Centaurians, the Centaurs, uh, and it really made them well-positioned in the kingdom. Like The Centaurs couldn't step up to the Shokan because Goro had won so many tournaments. Shokan really liked them. And the Centaurs are uh, uh, half... Um, horse body. Yeah, horse body. Human top. Yeah, horse body. Horse, horse from the waist down, human from the waist up. And in the world of Mortal Kombat, for some reason, their tails are uh, made of metal. Mm, yeah, that's... Yeah, that makes sense. It does. <laughs> like a knife or like a blunt yeah, object? Yeah, kind of like... Uh, you know in that movie Brotherhood of the Wolf when the guy's got the sword that's kind of like got... It's like a, a whip sword almost. It's got like oh. different sections. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like that. No, I mean, I, I why not? <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, you know... Mortal Kombat makes its own rules, and that's what centaurs are, centaurians, sorry, Okay. in the world of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so Shiva's kind of over hundreds of years watched the Shokan stature rise, and she isn't super psyched on Shao Kahn because she knows that the Shokan uh, are only well-placed with Shao Kahn until they lose a tournament, mm-hmm. but she's happy that at least they're, they're treated well as far as, like, essentially everyone in Outworld is a slave to Shao Kahn. So as far as slaves go... They're treated very well. They get some amount of independence. They have their own kingdom. And she's not necessarily royalty, but not far from it in the world of, okay. of the Shokan. So uh, that 10th tournament comes up. Shiva's watching in anticipation. Great. We're going to bring home another another win for Shao Kahn. And uh, oh shit, what do you know? Goro loses for the first time ever. Uh, he's seemingly killed at that tournament by this guy named Liu Kang. And uh, he disappears. So now all of a sudden, the Shokan are left without their prince. Uh, Shao Kahn is furious. And uh, Shiva's starting to wonder, like, oh, shit, is Shao Kahn going to stop liking us and just, like, wipe us off the face of the planet? Who mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen? We're completely at his mercy. Uh, thankfully, Shao Kahn sort of has a plan. He's like, I can take care of this. Uh, we're going to do a do-over tournament. I'm going to kidnap some Earthrealmers. And uh, we're going to, you know, just murder some some more Earthrealmers. And uh, it's going to be great. We'll force them to do a do-over tournament. 
and uh, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's not a big deal. We don't have to do more. We don't have to do ten more. It's fine. He's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not angry. Yeah, he's like, I'm not mad, and it's actually, it's really easy to fix it. We just have to murder like a ton of people. <laughs> we just have to do a few genocides, <laughs> and we're good. Uh, so Shiva is probably thinking at this point, like, okay, cool. Well, I'll get thrown in the tournament, and I'll take care of this because I really care about my people. And she's pretty bummed uh, to see that instead. Shao Kahn is like, hey, Shiva, why don't you guard the humans that I kidnapped? I'm going to have Kintaro, the strongest Tigrar, who is like buddies with Goro. I'm going to have him fight in the next tournament. And so Shiva, probably a little bit because she's kind of racist, or I at least imagine <laughs> that she is if she's a part of this society. Um, there's nothing to the contrary. It's systematic. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a She didn't design of, the system, but she yeah, lives within it. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So systemic racism is a problem in the outer world as well. Yes. It, yeah. Basically any world. Yeah, any world. Yeah. Generally. Yes. Yes. Uh, so Shiva's like, well, shit, this sucks. Kintaro better not lose. Kintaro loses. Oh my God. <laughs> Kintaro lost? Kintaro lost. Kintaro blew it big time. But he set up so well. Like, who was, was he even fighting like a human or what was he fighting? Yeah, he had to go fight Liu Kang again. He had to go fight the same dude who beat Goro. That's insane. And like, Kintaro's literally like just the dude who's not as good as Goro. <laughs> okay, these are these are half dragon people. Yeah. They should easily be able to kick any human's ass. Like, I mean, what's I the, agree. I don't understand. Liu Kang is like really strong. And fast and good at kicking. Like, <laughs> I just don't get, I just feel like if I were up against, like, if I saw a dragon person in an alley at night, I would know not to start shit. I would leave. Well, you he know? went into the tournament knowing and anticipating that he would be whipping ass. Oh, this is, yeah. I don't know. It's disappointing. As a human, I feel like I should be rooting for Liu Kang, but, you know. Well, you know that you're hearing a story from one perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there's, there's many sides to the story. Yeah, I think Liu Kang just wanted it more too, because like for Goro and then later for Kintaro, it was about keeping the status quo, right? For Liu Kang, it was literally about whether or not he'd lose everything. Oh, see, yeah, it's about the heart. Yeah. It is. So, so I'd say Liu Kang definitely brought up more heart, but Shiva. Is, is she does care about her people and she's watching uh, their future kind of slip away because she knows that as soon as they're on Shao Kahn's bad side, they're fucked. Mm -hmm. And now two Shao Kahn have lost Mortal, Turn Mortal Kombat tournaments for Shao Kahn in a row. Mm. So it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so Shao Kahn changes tack. He's like, all right, new plan. Fuck Mortal Kombat tournaments. I don't care anymore. I'm not going to do 10 more of these. It takes forever. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Instead, we're going to invade Earthrealm. I don't care about the rules. Here's what I got a whole plan. Remember I married that Queen Sindel and then she killed herself? Yeah. I got like a shitload of necromancers. I'm going to have them bring her corpse, probably at this point like a pile of dust or some bones, <laughs> to Earthrealm, then resurrect her there, and then, uh-oh, there's already a, an emperor or, or royalty from Outworld in Earthrealm. The realms are going to start glitching out and merging anyway. Boom, I can invade. And uh, so he does. He hacks the system mm -hmm. in that way. He carts uh, Sindel's corpse over there. He has his necromancer resurrector. All of a sudden, every soul in Earth realm is up for grabs. He sucks them all up. The only people left on Earth are like 10, 12 uh, fighters that are like chosen warriors. Mm -hmm. And uh, he just starts sending out 
death squads to wipe them out to make sure that no one can stop him. And Shiva's, of course, like, yeah, put me in, coach. Let's do this. I'll fucking, I'll tear this death squad thing up. I'm ready. Death squads. Let's do it. Oh, my God. And he's She's like, a fascist. She is. What the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, but you know, what are her motiv- what is her motivation? Like, what is going to happen if Shao Kahn loses again? Yeah, it's us or them kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. she's looking out. She's looking out for herself. I'm not saying it's okay yeah. that she's a fascist, yeah. but... It's, I don't know that she necessarily believes in the same things that, that Shao Kahn believes in. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Ooh, man. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, I know. But, uh, but there will, there's gonna, there's some, there's, we're getting to a turning point okay. for old Shiva. All right. She gets a little agency back. Okay. So, uh, so she's like, put me in the death squad. Let's do this. And Shao Kahn's like, no, you're going to guard Sindel and make sure nothing happens to her. She's, I got her all nice and resurrected. She's brainwashed. She's evil. This is great for me. I don't want anyone ruining it. So just be Sindel's bodyguard. And Shiva's like, fine, whatever. I think also he, I think Shiva had been like Sindel's bodyguard when Sindel killed herself when she was alive, like hundreds of years ago. Oh, so like. So I think Shao Kahn was like, well, I know you won't fuck up twice because I know you know what's going to happen if you do. Oh, that is so dark. Yeah. That is. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty fucked. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so she's guarding Sindel, but Shao Kahn one-ups it, and he goes, no, 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 I'm not going to leave you to do this by yourself. You're going to do this alongside Motaro, who just happens to be the leader of the Centaurians. <laughs> Why? Because Shao Kahn's now playing them against each other. He's like, all right, Shao uh, Kahn, your race has pretty much one chance left, or I'm going to decide that the Centaurs are my people now. Motaro... If you do a good job, I don't know. Maybe I'll be more uh, more aligned with the needs of the Centaurians from now on. So the two of you are going to do this together. And, uh, you know, being that she is also racist towards the Centaurs, yeah. Shiva's like, well, fuck this and fuck Shao Kahn. This sucks. So she's stuck, like, guarding Sindel, who's, like, just at this point a, a mind, uh, a crazed, like, zombie banshee queen. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, she's like guarding this maniac with Motaro, who's just talking shit, and she's like, "This really blows." Uh, and then, uh, who should waltz up amidst this invasion and her guarding Sindel? Who should waltz up but Princess Katana, Sindel's daughter? The daughter that he raised that was Sindel's daughter. Yes. Of the other king before he. Okay. Yeah. All right. King Jared with king the super cool fantasy name. Jared. Jared. <laughs> Yeah, like Subway Jared. Uh, some, like I can't think about that name without Subway Jared. Yeah. yeah, just imagine him with like a crown. That's pretty much it. King Jared. Oh my god. Yeah. So uh, it's like the day where they were just like sitting in the room. They're like, I don't know who the he's gonna die anyway. What do we call him? They at least spelled it with two R's and an O. So no, Jer- Gerard. Gerard. <laughs> yeah. Feels more more fantasy adjacent, at least you know. Yeah. It's like if I choose to spell my name with a Y, it's still fucking April. Yeah. A prowl. A prowl, a preel. Mm-hmm. Someone once asked me if I, how I pronounce my name, and I was like, I... It feels like there's one. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I appreciate the hyper awareness, yeah. but yeah, you spell it the traditional. Yeah, like a way. month. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Anyway, that's weird. <laughs> Did they try out any iterations of April on you? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You should have just said a wolf. Yeah, just yeah. only go that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
uh i spell i pronounce it when i want it um so <laughs> so uh she's hanging out with mataro she's having a terrible time and then up waltz katana who i will say up to this point had also been you know brainwashed by shao khan she'd been raised since she was a kid mm-hmm. by this guy who was like you're my daughter since sindel has been resurrected katana found out the truth about her heritage and found out that her mom had been resurrected and so she marches up like yo let my mom go this is bullshit and uh shiva's like i can't let you do that and katana's uh, best buddy jade doesn't really matter but basically katana's friend walks up and is like we're gonna beat you up and we're gonna take my mom it's like a schoolyard <laughs> yeah, it's like a schoolyard fight except like uh everyone has swords yeah okay yeah yeah um so like the romeo and juliet that Boz lerman did yes right? yeah. yeah it's exactly like romeo plus juliet which i would say probably borrowed a lot from mortal Kombat 3 oh yeah i would assume yeah yeah um if not directly ripped it off <laughs> which i think is something boslerman will ultimately get canceled over but uh we'll see <laughs> i mean that asshole yeah yeah just craven um so uh i will also say that katana was raised from birth to be the perfect assassin and to be shao khan's personal bodyguard so yeah she beats the shit out of shiva and Motaro, and she takes her mom, and they bail. Mm-hmm. And so Shiva's left for dead, uh, and has once again failed to guard Sindel. And uh, at this point, you would assume, oh, Shiva's like completely fucked. Uh, the Shokan are completely fucked. Like, I would assume that again. Yeah, it's a reasonable assumption to make. But uh, I guess like lucky Shiva. Liu Kang once again stops Shao Kahn from invading Earthrealm and actually beats Shao Kahn up so bad that his body is phased entirely out of Earthrealm and fucking hurtled back to Outworld where he is left in such a weakened state that he kind of like goes into hiding for a while. Wow. Yeah. And that uh, that guy got owned. He got got owned. He got interdimensionally owned. (laughs) He literally got owned to another dimension. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that kind of makes me feel bad for him, but not enough. Yeah, I don't know. He's like the he's like a mega Hitler, so I feel like yeah, oh, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah. I guess probably a better comp would be like not. Attila the Hun. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> a mega Hitler is yeah. not the. <laughs> okay, Attila he, the Hun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had death squads. I don't know that he had like camps. Oh, so probably Attila is more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, so Shiva, basically dead, but barely crawling to life, manages to, to drag her way back to Outworld. Uh, and by the time she gets there, a lot of shit has gone down. Uh, Shao Kahn has lost his leadership, but is trying to like hold on with whatever loyalists he has, which I believe at this point is the Centaurians. And uh, the Tarkatans, those mutants I mentioned earlier, and oh. maybe a handful of other people. I think he's got like the help of some Earth mercenaries who were like, "Hire us, we'll we'll do whatever the hell you want." Um, it's like all of like Trump's people. Yeah, just like <laughs> the MAGA crowd. Yeah, they're just like, "Fine, whatever, I'll talk about it." Yeah, he's got some well-armed militias. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ICE is there. Uh, oh yeah, there's like yeah, give me a job. I oh, don't you care. need a border to control. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, we get to other some people. You get police them. You got it. Perfect. Uh, so uh, the other side of this sort of, I guess you could say, civil war that's occurring right now in Outworld is led by Katana, 
who has freed Sindel of being brainwashed, and now she and her mom are like, let's fuck up Outworld. <laughs> let's fucking get some retribution. Mm-hmm. Let's free our people and also free all these other people whose realms were conquered. And uh, lo and behold, they've teamed up with the Shokan, the remnants of the Shokan, who were like, yeah, you're right. Fuck Shao Kahn. Uh, so Wow. Yeah. So they forgave them. Yeah, Katana. Okay. Katana is very much like a, a human. I guess humanist is probably the wrong word, but whatever a multi-species humanist equivalent would yeah, be. Yeah, she yeah. was like, "Well, these people are victims too. Like, oh, very. We're merciful. gonna team up with them." Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shiva sees that there's just like insane war happening in Outworld and tons of Shokan dying, and she's like, "I don't love that, but I would love for this war to end as quickly as possible and the Shokan to not be subservient to anybody," mm-hmm. uh, which has never been the case in my entire like centuries-long lifetime. Yeah. So, uh, first things first, she's like, well, I'm going to go find Motaro and murder him. (laughs) He's on the other side of this war. I no longer have to play nice with the centaurs. I'm going to take care of that. So she literally like in the middle of a war, just makes a fucking beeline for Motaro and murders him. Wow. Like Like fuck Motaro, fuck the centaurs. Yeah. That's the very first, she literally gets back to Outworld almost dead. Sees like, oh, my people are at war. Who's on the other side? The centaurs? Tight. (laughs) <laughs> goes and just murders Matara. It's almost like like she's got this job to do. She has to like fight this war, but she's just got to like like when I'm trying to write and I'm like, oh, I could clean my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I should clean the kitchen first and then I should write. So it's just like killing him. It's just like cleaning the kitchen, getting ready, then yeah. you can go to war. I've just got this mental, this Motaro-shaped mental block I got to yeah. get through before I can really yeah. get to work on exactly. liberating my people. Absolutely understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she does murder Motaro fucking i don't it doesn't even they don't even say how she just did it like i guess it must have been really easy and they say she assassinates him i bet i bet she cut the the human half off from the horse half that seems pretty mortal combat yeah i'd say it's the reason that that's how she did it she probably bisected him at the at the uh transition yeah from human to yeah horse i would yeah that's what she did boom dead bisected uh and there's only one witness uh to this assassination and it's this guy named kano Kano is just like a dude from Australia who became a mercenary and an arms dealer and basically found out there were other dimensions and were like, I bet they would like to buy guns. Oh my God. So he's like been selling machine guns to like sorcerers and centaurs for like a long time. His allegiances are pretty much based on whoever's paying him. Mm -hmm. So Shiva sees him and is like, hey, human, come over here. I want to make you a deal. I'll give you a bunch of jewels. I will stop here to say that I don't know where the jewels are coming from. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the Shokan have jewels. It's never what, been established. What if they just shit them out? Like they just shit That's what they jewels. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because... You does poop the... some rubies and you're like, I gotta start drinking some more water. Yeah, yeah. It should look more like opal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, I mean, because they don't cover their what they shit in the, in the lore, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind yeah. of like up for grabs. I think so. Yeah, like with Harry Potter, how like after decades, J.K. Rowling was like, oh, they used to just free shit and use magic to away it somewhere. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah. And now they, they invented toilets. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Where does it go? Because <laughs> like matter doesn't disappear. Yeah. Just like it, I, I'm sure that it, in the Harry Potter world, it just dissipates and you just kind of eat it. You know what I mean? Like sure. it just goes into the air. It's and just, that's you know, why climate change has been happening yeah (laughs) uh yeah i'm willing to believe that okay um yeah so jules she offered jules to the mercenary and she said you're still working for shao Kahn. this is perfect 
I need you to like sneak me in his palace, mm-hmm. pretend you say like, hey boss, I got to talk to you about something real quick. And then I'm going to jump out from the shadows, but just like stab him in the back. Yeah. And Kano's like, you got it, but in an Australian accent. Yeah. Uh, so I only know how to say chase fries and, and something else, please. It's on a placemat at an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> they spell cheese fries with an Australian accent yeah. phonetically yeah. in the Outback menu? Chase fries, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah man they're not kidding about this no rules <laughs> anyway yeah i uh i did recently go to outback for the first time in probably like a decade and saw that the sign out front said like it was like a meal plan where you could pay for like 10 meals for like a low price and it was like dining australian style and i was like there's no way this is how dining works in australia no that is not you pay in advance for 10 dinners at a discount i definitely don't think that that's how no way. That they have works. a normal economy i think they do but what would happen if you went down to australia and you're like oh shit this is actually how they eat i'd apologize <laughs> on the podcast to outback steakhouse <laughs> or like probably like the lowry foods corporation or whoever owns like outback yeah, and the, the family of restaurants it's parent. included in. and i'm sure it's probably disney <laughs> yeah disney's outback steakhouse uh no rules just right um <laughs> super dumb uh so uh yeah kano jewels mercenary uh half dragon making a deal with a human mercenary says i'm gonna give you some jewels if you go help me assassinate this guy kano goes yeah sure um, but Kano is like the slipperiest motherfucker in the world. So he walks up to Shao Kahn. Shiva's hiding in the shadows and he goes, Hey, Shao Kahn. And Shiva gets ready to jump and he goes, Shiva's about to try to kill you. And she jumps out of the shadows. It's like, wait, what the fuck? And Shao Kahn grabs her by the throat, uh, and stabs her to death. Oh no. And throws her corpse on the ground and walks away. What the fuck? Yeah. That bitch Australian <laughs> sold her out. He totally sold her out. Oh my God god uh so there's one misogyny is real misogyny is real and uh, i'm gonna say this confirms that it's worse than ever in australia right now oh yeah they're just mercenaries looking for excuses to savagely murder half dragon uh ladies truly Mm -hmm. to stop them from achieving a position of power yeah (sighs) yep anyway so here's a, a, a a one quick point of uh contention that i'm a little confused about so that happened in like mortal kombat five or six i think six there was another game right after called mortal kombat uh armageddon that was about the end of the world and uh shiva showed up in that one mm-hmm. um the implication though it was never made super clear was that uh there's another realm called the nether realm that's basically like if hell was a dimension mm-hmm. and there's a lot of necromancers down there and they like to claim souls of other Mortal Kombat characters through, like, weird deals that they broker with people. Okay. I think probably a necromancer, like, resurrected her to be, like, an undead slave. Oh. She probably wasn't even super cognizant of what was happening at this point. Um, a revenant is usually what they call them in, like, Mortal Kombat lexicon. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there was this huge battle at the base of a pyramid that was, like, the end times battle between the forces of light and forces of dark. Yeah. And she showed up there um and like died again but she was there so i'm assuming she was just resurrected by one of these necromancers because you also briefly see her in the nether realm mm-hmm. so but pretty much that's the end of uh shiva's life is that she tried to assassinate shao Kahn, uh and died in that timeline <laughs> what Whoa. oh my god 
uh oh there's another timeline <laughs> okay all right so uh listen shiva gets another chance and i'll i'll, I'll tease right now that uh she fucking kicks ass in this timeline she she really makes it count so i mentioned the pyramid battle mm-hmm. the stakes were that whoever got to the top of that pyramid and killed this godlike being that rose because of some prophecy blah 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 would attain the power of the one being mm-hmm. and basically become an unstoppable god force. Um, everyone you'd ever heard of from Mortal Kombat fought in this battle. They were racing up the pyramid, slaughtering each other, trying to get to the top. And uh, the last two people to survive and make it to the top were Shao Kahn and Raiden, who mm-hmm. was the god assigned to protect Earth. Mm-hmm. Shao Kahn murdered uh, the creature at the top. And started to gain the power of the one being. Mm-hmm. And he's about to like smush uh, Raiden's head with a giant war hammer. And in that moment, Raiden, uh, in, a, in a last gasp effort to, to save the future, sent a message to himself back in time, which is apparently a thing he was able to do this whole time. Oh, what? Um, but he only had like the moment from where the hammer was lifted to when it squished his head okay. to send a message. Mm-hmm. So the only thing he sent back was the phrase, he must win. Which is not a, not particularly helpful. <laughs> I, I imagine that his past self was just like, what the fuck, Raiden? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> so basically created a new timeline where during that first Mortal Kombat game, like the 10th tournament, the one where Goro lost yeah. um, for the first time, yeah. Raiden all of a sudden was like, oh, he must win. This is important. I don't know what it means. And in trying to figure out what it meant, basically created this like butterfly effect that changed the timeline mm-hmm. and changed uh, Shiva's life forever. Okay. So uh, let's run through that. Okay. That is the current timeline, as it as it were. Okay. Uh, so Shiva, once again, Shao Kahn's little servant. In this timeline, more specifically, uh, she's his master jailer at the dungeons. Ooh. Yeah. So during that first tournament, during the second tournament... Because, uh, you know, they lose the first tournament, Goro fails. They have the second tournament in Outworld, just like in the first uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, the master jailer. She's doing a lot of enforcing, doing a lot of uh, bodyguarding, stuff that Shiva's always assigned to do. Um, but everything changes during the Earthrealm invasion. Okay. Uh, a good thing happens and a bad thing happens. <laughs> the bad thing that happens is that uh, Sindel is empowered like way more than she was in the first timeline when she gets resurrected Mm -hmm. and is able to murder basically every uh, hero on Earth, including Kitana, her own daughter. No! Yeah. And then because that happens, even Liu Kang winds up dying because he kind of flips out and uh, Raiden accidentally kills him. It's a a clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. Things go horribly awry for Earth's heroes, minus like one or two people. Okay. Um, but those one or two people are able to defeat Shao Kahn permanently. So the thing that really changes for Shiva is that Shao Kahn is taken out of the equation, uh, at the end of the earth realm invasion mm-hmm. forever. Okay. Gone. Uh, well, sort of. So, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Shiva returns to Outworld, um, which has lost this major battle. It's kind of like Germany post-World War II, where mm-hmm. it's like, well... The people that wanted to do that in the first place have been defeated mm-hmm. and are in, like, the leadership's gone, um, but who's going to lead us? And, like, we're on our last legs as, like, a nation, and realm, whatever. So there's a civil war that immediately erupts in our world over who's going to be in charge. Okay. 
one person who claims the right is Shao Kahn's daughter, uh, not Katana, but Melina, a, a mutant clone that he made of Katana. <laughs> <gasps> no. Who's like mad evil. Okay. She's psychotic. She's like, she was like a, a rotten egg as soon as he made her. Okay. So she's like, I'm Shao Kahn's rightful daughter. I deserve to be the queen. And at first she does kind of take leadership, but she's like way worse than even Shao Kahn was. She's just the most brutal dictator that Outworld has ever seen. Um, and then a, a military coup happens like right away. Her general, this guy Kotal, tries to take over. And so there's this big uh, civil war immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, the Shokan initially ally themselves with Melina because they're like, well, she's taken power. We don't want to not ally ourselves with the person who took power and then she wins and then we're punished horribly mm-hmm. uh they're kind of as a there's a lot of generational trauma yeah like, for the shokan they're like oh yeah sure she she'll protect us as long as we serve her exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah so they just ally themselves with her um that was a huge fucking mistake <laughs> i mean i could see that yeah because yeah. the war just does not go well and the shokan are the ones that bear the brunt of the damage uh, King Gorbak's head gets exploded uh, in battle by by Kotal, uh, the the leader of the military coup. Uh, he slices Goro's four arms off. So uh, the Shokan themselves are like dragon arms. He doesn't have any of those little sausage fingers anymore. He loses his arms and his little sausage fingers are gone. Okay. Yeah, it's brutal. So uh, so it's time for them to elect a new ruler of the Shokan because Goro can't lead and Gorbak is dead. So they uh, have a ceremonial battle royale. And who do you think wins that battle royale? Shiva. Queen Shiva. Oh, yay. So Shiva, who always kind of seemed like while she was subservient, she kind of had her head on her shoulders at least, mm-hmm. uh, finally gets to become the ruler of the Shokan, and she immediately starts making better choices than any leader of the Shokan ever made. Oh, wow. Yeah. She says, all right. What happens when a woman <laughs> takes over? <laughs> yeah, she's a lot uh, less emotional um, in how she leads the Shokan because she right away says, all right, I know Kotal just murdered Gorbak and sliced off uh, Goro's arms, but we're allying ourselves with him right away. Mm-hmm. He is actually a good person. Uh, he's not a maniac like Melina. He needs to be ruling Outworld mm-hmm. if anyone's going to be leading Outworld. So we're allying ourselves with him. That's what's happening. So... Uh, they immediately switch sides in the war and start going on all these missions with Kotal's army uh, fighting against Melina's forces who are mm-hmm. getting more desperate. They're using blood magic. It's getting really nasty. Blood magic? Blood magic. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting real gross. Okay. Uh, but as soon as she takes over, Shiva finds out that not all of the Shokan agree with her choices. Yeah. Not all Shokans. Yeah. They, they don't, they, they're kind of like bearing, uh, it is very, very not all Shokans because <laughs> Kintaro immediately starts undermining her and starts sending scouts to Melina's army to like, kind of give her information or like try to stay allied with her side. Mm-hmm. Shiva finds out and is like, what the fuck dude? Like, how dare you undermine me? Like, we have aligned ourselves with Kotal. You're going to ruin all of that. And she's getting ready to, like, execute uh, Kintaro for what he did. Mm-hmm. But she's such a good ruler. She says, the Shokan have lost enough people. Uh, I'm not going to execute anybody, even if that's been, like, the traditional way that we do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only reason I let you live, Kintaro. But I want you to know, like, you have blood on your hands. And I want you to understand that. 
And they kind of go on this formative mission together mm-hmm. uh, for Kotal. She says, I'm not taking any more Shokan on missions. I will go on every mission uh, and I will go to every battle, but we can't lose any more of our people. I'll fight representing all of our people, but I'm also making Kintaro come with me. Mm-hmm. Um, they like go to this battle and they see that all the informants Kintaro sent have been killed <laughs> by Molina's people oh. and like had their bodies chopped up and like put on spikes. And uh, she's like, look at that shit, Kintaro. You kind of see why you're not the fucking ruler. Oh of the my Shokan. god, that's so devastating for Kentaro. Wow. And then it gets worse. Yeah. They're like traveling by boat to this like battle, and the boat gets like blown up. Everyone in the crew gets killed except for uh, Kentaro and Shiva. Mm-hmm. And Kentaro can't swim. What the fuck? So Shiva <laughs> has to like swim him back to shore. Oh my god at this point he's just like a literal baby you're like yes. come on take yeah. care of yourself man yeah and he's the guy who thought that he could undermine her and make better decisions for oh the show god kintaro you can kind of tell where there was a transition where very liberal people took over the writing of the mortal Kombat franchise i i feel like you probably yeah this is like 2015 it, 2014 yeah. that these yeah. comics were published yeah yeah I, yeah that makes a lot of sense uh-huh. yeah <laughs> That makes me want to call people like there's certain people who are like total Kentaros. Yeah. You know? Oh, there are a lot of Kentaros out there like oh right my God. now. Oh my God. And there are a lot of Shivas too. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Right now we got to make a lot of choices, you know? <laughs> who are we, are we going to try to put a Shiva in the White House or a Kentaro? What are we doing? <laughs> so, so, um, so, you know, this traumatic thing happens. Shiva saves Kentaro. Ultimately, they fight together in this battle. He learns to understand and respect her. Um, they successfully get the uh, the crown for Kotal, and Kotal becomes Kotal Khan. Mm-hmm. Khan is the title, not Shao Khan's like, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but over the course of that, Kintaro dies uh, in like over the course of these battles, and so Shiva kind of has this formative experience too of like learning even more how to be like a good leader, what she thinks the Shao Khan should be doing, what she thinks their future should be. She installs uh, Kotal like in the uh, as as a leader of Outworld, but then kind of says, like, I'm going to make the Shokan independent. Mm-hmm. You know, we are allied with you, but I don't want it. It's like a King of the North kind of thing. She's like, I don't, we sh- Shokan can't be subservient to people anymore. Okay. We can't do that. So years pass and it goes okay. The Shokan are a little more, like, independent from everyone else and separated from everyone else, and they're fighting to bring back their population, mm-hmm. but they're doing good. Until some dumbass time travel shit happens. No, again, the the like uh, the Raiden send another fucking thing back into into no, the past. No, not quite. This time, uh, basically, so there are these things called Titans. They're basically the same as Elder Gods. They okay. were created around the same time. They just control more metaphysical concepts. Okay. So the Titan of Time. Yeah. As a concept, comes down to earth. And oh, is we're like, it's like a collateral beauty mashup. <laughs> Time, love, yeah, death. Dude. Yeah, it gets like super collateral beauty up in this shit. Okay, all right. I'm really happy to have the first collateral beauty shout out on this <laughs> podcast that I can think of. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, so so this, this uh, she comes down, her name uh, is uh, Kronika. Kronika comes down and she's like, I don't like this timeline. This is not the timeline I designed. Raiden fucked with my shit. He made his own timeline. It's not okay. Mm-hmm. I'm erasing all of this shit. Unfortunately, in order to do that, I have to physically come down <laughs> to your mortal plane, go to this like island where there's a big old hourglass, power it up with a bunch of magic, and flip that shit. 
Oh my God. So I need to build my own kind of army to make sure that the people who exist right now and like their lives can't stop me. Mm -hmm. Cause what I'm doing is from our perspective, uh, subjectively evil, mm -hmm. uh, from her perspective, writing the scales of, of good and evil. Okay. Uh, so she comes down to change time and in doing so brings a bunch of people forward in time from the past, creates all these time vortexes and paradoxes. Uh, some of the people that are brought back include Shao Kahn. No, he never dies. I hate it. And Katana. Like the real Katana, not Mo the real Melina, Katana. Or, you know? No, yeah, Melina okay. is like gone, gone, which a lot of people are very upset about, but well, whatever. Katana shows up. So uh, Katana is brought back from the past. And uh, Shao Kahn shows up and he's like, Kotal is the Khan here? The fuck? That dude was like, he was like one of my soldiers. He was like a little wuss. What is this? Mm -mm. So Shao Kahn immediately uh, starts a very uh, aggressive campaign to take the throne back while he's been brought like 30 years into the future. Oh and he's God. like, everyone's texting now. What is this? Yeah. Old man can't just let things go. Yes. Has to try to ruin everything. He's trying to make our world great again. Oh my God. Uh, and try to take over. And so Kitana shows up in the present and sees this and is like, what the fuck? She finds out the truth about her heritage. She like gets all caught up and she's like, no, none of this shit. I align myself with Kotal. I have to stop Shao Kahn and this stupid civil war that's erupting for no reason again when there are much bigger issues at stake. Yeah, yeah. Like time being erased. Yeah. And so she goes to the Shokan and uh, Shiva is like, hey, what's up? And Katana's like, I need your help. Uh, I need you to align with, with Kotal Khan uh, and stop Shao Kahn from taking over. And Shiva is like, no, the Shokan aren't getting involved in any of this shit. We've just started to get our population back. Uh. We'll we'll align ourselves with whoever takes the throne. I don't give a shit. Your problems are not my problems. The only way I'll align myself with you is if you know for a fact that Kotal will win. And the only way that's going to happen is if you uh, get the Tarkatans, those maniac, that giant maniac mutant army that's way out in the desert, like mm -hmm. in these crazy war camps, uh, to agree to help you. If you get them to agree, then we'll agree. We can make an alliance. That's the only way it's going to happen. So Katana leaves for like three hours and comes back and is like, they're in. <laughs> She's like, oh fuck! Why did I make yeah. this deal? <laughs> and so uh, Shiva's like, okay, I guess let's do this. So uh, the Shokan and the Tarkatan, for the first time ever, like agree through diplomacy to team up. Kitana and a bunch of other people uh, form this army. They go to fight for Kotal. They successfully defeat Shao Kahn. They successfully help Kotal get the throne. But in watching this, Kotal Khan is like, oh, I shouldn't be king. Kitana, you're king. You're Katanacon now. That makes much more sense. <laughs> You're the person that just aligned all these people and they made them want to fight for you. Uh, so he does. He successfully gives the throne over to Katana. She becomes Katanacon. Shiva's like super into it. She's like, wow, Outworld's like better than ever. Now everyone's on the same page for the first time. We're all these like different species and races that were conscripted to have to live together in this yeah. one like desolate realm. Now we're going to fight under you and be happy about it. But the time thing... So they go to stop, uh, they go to Timey Wimey Island to stop the, the I'm sorry, what, hourglass. What was it called? I don't know. It's, I think it's just called like the Isle of Kronika. That's, <laughs> but uh, it's an island. Its purpose is entirely to like house a literal personification of, of time. Okay. All yeah. Right. So uh, they go there to fight in this massive war to stop her from erasing the timeline because things have gone well for like good people in this timeline mm -hmm. and badly for bad people. Um, 
And they do successfully kill Kronika right after she erases all of uh, time. Oh, no. So that's where we're at today in the world of Mortal Kombat. So they go all the way back to the other timeline after that? No, to like the dawn of time. To like no life existing in the known universe. Um, And like the one being or whatever. It's post one being. It is circa the realms existing. And now it's time to decide what's going to happen on them. Mm -hmm. And the person, well, the people actually who have taken Kronika's place are Liu Kang Mm -hmm. and Katana, who have had the Starcraft lover thing going on over the whole storyline. Now they get to be together for all of eternity Mm -hmm. and decide what's going to happen with time. Okay. So looking forward, it's hard to say what's going to happen for Shiva, but the last experience at this now omnipotent Katana had with Shiva was seeing what a great leader she is for the Shokan. Mm-hmm. So if Katana is part of deciding the future for everyone, including the Shokan, mm-hmm. I would imagine she's going to carve time to make it so that Shiva becomes a leader again. Probably without having ever had to be conquered by Shao Kahn. Maybe she'll make a world in which the realms were never merged at all and they all live independently. And so maybe we'll get to Whoa. see what Kuatan looks like uh, if 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 they were just independent, wow! So anything could happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow! Literally, That's, that takes a lot of nerve to just start your story again from the beginning. <laughs> it really does. I had the the writer of that game, or one of the two writers of the game, on uh, the show, mm-hmm. and he kind of explained it as like. A lot of this stuff is 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 me kind of taking bits and pieces from lore that maybe kind of conflict with each other and finding a coherent through line. Yeah. But uh, for a lot of people, it's like you don't know what's real or what's not. So it was their way of saying like every anything you want to believe has happened in Mortal Kombat, whether or not it directly conflicted with something else you heard, it all happened. Uh, and now none of it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can start fresh. Yeah, that's yeah, man. I mean, it's a it's a great tool mm-hmm. as a writer. Could you imagine if like a long running show like like New Girl was just like, nope, we've got a different alternate timeline. We're starting from the beginning. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> it's ballsy. And also, like, imagine if New Girl did that and was like, next season uh, will be based on the decision somebody made in the year zero. <laughs> <laughs> I would be in. <laughs> yeah, that'd be tight. Yeah, is New Girl still? No. Okay. I think it ended like last year. Or okay. Year before, it only ended like, like last year? Yeah. That, that, to, that had to run. That, how long was it running? Two decades. Holy shit. Yeah. 20 Two, years. <laughs> 20 years. years. 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Zoe Deschanel was only 12 years old. She's truly a new girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Huh. Cool. I guess they kind of did that with the Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon, though. So. They rolled back to the Big Bang? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if young Sheldon started out? We're like, well, first we need to tell the story of the actual Big Bang before we get to where young Sheldon is. Well, sure. (laughs) Otherwise, how do you understand like where young Sheldon sits in like the timeline? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I've watched one episode of young Sheldon and it was about Sheldon trying to prove that God doesn't exist. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Like there was literally like the first line of dialogue that I saw like when I turned on the TV was young Sheldon saying, I don't believe in God mother. <laughs> oh my God. And then he tries to, he realizes how easy religion is to buy into. So he creates his own religion that worships the binary of one and zero, 
which is a really there's a lot to unpack there there yeah there's yeah nothing heavy within that no and i think it ended with him con- like basically saying like i still don't believe in god <laughs> and like every scene was him trying to talk someone into understanding that there's no way god could exist wow i'll say that i was pretty impressed <laughs> that, yeah, was... That, that is not what i thought no. that show was gonna be <laughs> yeah wow okay so this is a an advertisement for young sheldon yeah you've been listening to young sheldon podcast <laughs> young Shellcast. um yeah any 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 last thoughts on on shiva and, and on her story well i i like that she got two endings i think that the first one is probably the more realistic one kind mm-hmm. of thing and then the second is like that aspirational one but i and i i mean it's like i think as a writer you have to try to um kind of thwart off those uh impulses to constantly make everything be positive or end positive or yeah you know and because you want it to especially now but like you can't always do that (laughs) and uh and so i like that there's two endings and that there's a you know there's one that feels realistic and one that feels aspirational yeah i think that makes sense i think that uh I think that more than maybe anyone else's story to Shiva's feels like one that someone started telling you in like 1996, 1997 and finished telling you in like 2019. Yeah. Yeah. You can really feel culture changing in her story. That's interesting. It's almost like it, it seems as though, you know, when you kind of recycle through new writers of, of a, a type of franchise of, mm-hmm. of sorts, then, um, they kind of gravitate towards maybe a character that is a blank slate. Yeah. And then you just get to fill it in and it's just like, well, all these people already have their storylines. Like, what about this bitch? You know, (laughs) like what was she doing? Yeah. I like that. And honestly, a lot of her story, a lot of her story in the second timeline in particular happened in like ancillary comics that came out in like 2014 leading up to like another game. So even like in the games, she didn't have like a ton going on like even after they rebooted it and gave her like this new sort of narrative mm-hmm. um i don't know i think that that's kind of a fascinating thing about like well she was her storyline was still kind of contrived contrived to like ancillary content yeah yeah <laughs> but uh pretty cool yeah no i'm i appreciate your giving me all of this knowledge about shiva it was, I was happy to overwrite like uh, stuff you learned in geometry in like middle school with this information. <laughs> oh, that's assuming I learned anything in geometry because mm-hmm. I did not. I cheated on every single assignment. Hell yeah. That, yeah. Do you think it's like past the statute of limitations where you can't get like in trouble for that? I think so. I hope so. I guess yeah. we'll find out. I know. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> now I have to go back to high school. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a fun setup. You accidentally admit on a podcast that you cheated on tests in, oh, no. in, in middle school, and, uh, and then you got to go back to high school. Oh, That's man. the Billy Madison reboot. Yeah. Or, you know, Rodney Dangerfield before him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No respect. Yeah. There's not enough <laughs> women going back to school is what I feel. Yeah. Not since, like, uh, what, Never Been Kissed? Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, Melissa McCarthy had one where she went back to college and lived with her daughter in her sorority house. Oh, God. Yeah, that was like last year, right? Or like, like two years yeah, ago? Yeah, like was, two or three years was ago. The Life of the Party? Yeah. You remembered the title. Only right this moment. Yeah, Life of the Party. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> Did was. Did you see it? I saw it on an airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good plane movie? Uh, honestly, it was it was better than a lot of things that I had seen her in up to that point. Great. So, you know what movie rules spy? 
I really like Spy. Yeah. That's um I think it's a great movie. I think Spy and The Heat are those two movies where I'm just like, oh, this is what she could do. And then, you know, there's some lackluster ones. And then Can You Ever Forgive Me comes yeah. along and you're just like, holy shit, that bitch is an actor. Yeah. You know? That movie's so amazing. Mary yeah. Heller's like top five directors working right now. Yeah. yeah. Just like immediately like, okay, so I'm just going to make my first three movies all masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, subtle, humanist, like not showy, just like great, interesting movies that have real vision. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, She's a machine. Yeah. It's insane. I can't believe like the, the Mr. Rogers one and just like, oh, oh my God. I thought it was going to be like treacly or something. And then I watched it and I was like, no, this is amazing. It's an incredible movie. Yeah. Yeah. With I mean, like some trippy sequences in it. Oh yeah. That you would never expect there to be in a Mr. Rogers movie. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. It's a perfect film. Marital anyway. podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's it for Shiva then. To wrap on, to day and picture wrap on Shiva. Um, but there's one segment left in the podcast uh, called Choose Your Destiny, where I ask you, April, if you existed in the world of Mortal Kombat, now that you understand the world, yeah. the different species that exist within it and the factions and stuff, who would you like to be? What, what kind of creature? Uh, who would you align yourself with? What would your fatality be? I assume you know what a fatality is. It's just a violent finishing move that's usually tied to you know your gimmick. Um, who would you be? Who's April I, Wolf? I feel like... Um, so the who are the psychopaths? The tar... tar- the Tarkatans. Yeah, yeah, the Tarkatans sound pretty cool. Yeah, they're cool. Like, I can't, I can't deny that they seem like they would be pretty cool yeah they're also like maybe cannibals hmm okay all right um yeah so if you found all the other stuff about tarkatan's cool i don't know why that would sway you one way or the other just for for some reason that that just caught me up so maybe that maybe tarkatan because i feel like they're just like so wild and out there that maybe um no one fucks with them as much or definitely true yeah people don't fuck with tarkatan's yeah yeah so I would say I might be like a Tarkatan kind of alignment with cool. them. Yeah. What's like your thing? Like, do you have, or do you just kind of blend in with the other Tarkats? Or uh, maybe that's a slur. I should, <laughs> the other Tarkatans? Uh, or, <laughs> or uh, yeah, what? what uh... I don't know. I, I like the idea that like maybe, maybe I have um, uh, arms that just expand like rubber and can, um, wrap around people and and uh like snakes and then squeeze them so that they they die this is good because like the tarkatan's whole thing is that they get spears that come out of their arms like uh if you had one big wolverine claw that came out of like your forearm yeah so it's like something genetically weird happened with you and the bones grow long but the hand just goes with it yeah it works right so it's like you got you got spaghetti arms instead of of like hard uncooked pasta arms yeah yeah and then just squeeze them like a bow constrictor until they until they die tight yeah and are you like are you one of the tarkatans that's like cool with doing evil shit and rolling with shao khan you like death culty kind of tarkatan no i think that i would be like more the chill kind right you're like i'm not going to the war today I don't want yeah. to. Like you guys should do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to do war, that's fine. Like it's, it doesn't buy, like I'm okay if you go, <laughs> if you want to go to war, you can like, it, seriously, it's not going to bum me out. Like actually I have like a book I'm trying to get through. Like I'll just hang out here. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, they like the war, so. Yeah. Sure. Everyone has their thing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with like liking alone time. It doesn't mean you like the other Tarkatans less. Yeah, for sure. Sure. That's cool. So that's me. 
Okay, I like it. That's good. All right. Well, great. That's it then. <laughs> April, thanks so much uh, for, for coming on Mortal Podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. It was fun hanging out with you for the first time doing this. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can people find more April Wolf? Um, I am on Twitter too much, uh, so you can always look for me there. Uh the handle is like before I thought I would ever use Twitter. I just had to make one. So it's a wolf full, like my name, a wolf with an E, like, but like a handful, you uh, know? So it's just like, yeah. you have like a wolf full of something, you know? Like, and if you change it, you lose your, are you verified? Do yeah. You lose, it's, you lose your check if you change really? your name. Yeah. I don't even I, know. I was assuming that was why you hadn't changed it. If you don't no, like it. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even get the check mark either. It, just when I was working for LA weekly, they were like, you need to be verified. And I was mm, like, okay, yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> sure. Okay. So yeah, a wolf full, a wolf full. Oh, Great. <laughs> any, any cool stuff coming up that people should keep an eye out for? Nothing that I can talk about. Cool. <laughs> you, you still casting? You still podcasting? Still podcasting, and people can find me at the Maximum Fun Network um, uh, for Switchblade Sisters, my podcast about uh, genre film. It rules. Thank you. It's a really great podcast. I highly, highly recommend it. I know some of you guys already listened to it. Everyone should. Cool. Well, April, thank you so much for joining. Audience, thank you so much for listening. And as always... Finish him. <laughs>